On this episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast, football season is finally here. We have a full preview of the Badgers. I'll take a look around the NCAA as a whole and just a little bit on the Urban Meyer issue. All right, let's start the show. All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. This is Marlo, as always, joined by my co-host Casey. And Casey, it's here. Football week is upon us. We have a game on Friday. We made it. We made it. That, not only we made it, the pod made it. I the pod made it. More importantly, uh, you know, we started... Uh, right at the end of basketball season, and I I remember saying or joking about how it's probably the worst time to start a relatively Badger-centric podcast uh, as we are limited from the Big Ten tournament. And uh, not to bring it up, not to dredge up <laughs> bad memories, but uh, you know, limited from the Big Ten tournament and then had uh, nothing Badger-related on the horizon until now. And we, now. we did it. Uh, we more or less ignored baseball the whole way through. We managed to do that. <laughs> Uh, you know, we had the World Cup. You let me talk about that. That was fun. Uh, that was but now we're, yeah, that was a good month. Uh, I'm, you know, hopefully we'll still let me take little pot shots of of talking about soccer in the podcast. But we are back to what we hope will be our bread and butter. Uh, football season. Football, football season. season. Badger football. Badger football is here. We have a game Friday night. Uh, to kick off the season against Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and as you said, we're gonna, like we're just gonna we're gonna break down. We're gonna be badger badger centric probably through the rest of the season. Um, still covering anything and everything that goes on around it, but we're really gonna dive into the Badgers from now on. Yeah, I mean, it's you know where we uh, I guess our fandom most overlaps, uh, and probably at least for me is is the most passionate. So I'm excited to to get started here, and uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I think it'll be interesting going into the year. Watching as a, 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 I guess, a podcast host or whatever the heck we are, um, watching <laughs> football. It, it, it will have to be a big J, capital J journalist. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to watch things differently than we had in the past. I mean, I, I know watching basketball, it felt a little different. So it'll be fun to see what it feels like uh, watching uh, football, and specifically this year with you know the how it's how it's looking, uh, stacking up to be for the Badgers. Who knows? Yeah, we might turn into a Gruden, rent out a. Uh, a strip mall and have a bunch of tape and just look at tape all day. Just look at tape. <laughs> <laughs> Come real football guys. You never just be watching tape. Yeah, real football guys. Yeah, you never know what we're going to turn into. But at the end of the day, <laughs> we're going to try to keep it in, we're gonna try to keep it entertaining. Um yeah. so yeah, let's buckle up. If you're a Badger fan, I hope you enjoy. If you're not, continue to download, subscribe and tell your other Badger yeah. fans. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Keep doing those things. All right. Yeah. So, football <laughs> Football. Badgers are here. Hype, hype, hype is the deal. Has been it the last couple of weeks. I've been trying to ignore it. I know you've been trying to ignore it. We can't ignore it anymore. It's, uh, I mean, the highest level uh, of hype that I've seen around this Badger program. I went back and, and looked it up. It's the highest we've been ranked preseason since 2000. And I don't want to throw cold water and talk about how we finished that year, 9-4. and four, But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're ranked, uh, what is it, fourth in the AP poll, uh, which is crazy high i i I mean just coming i feel like this when uh we were ranked 
uh, coming back with uh, Kaminsky's senior year in, in basketball, I think I've said this before, like, I don't know, like, how to handle this. Like, I don't know how to anticipate it. Like, it's I haven't been here before. I've never had this level of, of outside expectations of Wisconsin uh, before, but the hype has been thrown on. We've been on Sports Illustrated covers. Yeah. Uh, it's It's been all over. The Heisman talk for Jonathan Taylor. We'll get into this a little bit more lately uh, in a little bit, but like hype is all over. Hype, hype, hype. Yeah, hype is there. With the, that fourth place AP vote uh, with one first place vote, cannot Yeah, thank you to whoever did that. Can't, yeah, I can't confirm or deny if it was me. Yeah. Uh, just sitting out there, but we do have one. <laughs> Some, <laughs> someone out there is voting Wisconsin as number one, um, which again is crazy. The thing about because I don't even think uh, we can go back and look, but I don't think last year did we get any first place votes. I doubt it. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. After being twelve and zero, because we won't get into yeah. it. that was last year. But yeah, just to have just to be up there in that conversation, it is preseason, and it's weird because I've always beforehand been like, oh, preseason rankings don't mean anything, which they right. don't in in reality, especially yeah. with the playoff. Um, they don't. But it's yeah, it's just weird to be up there because usually we're that team that's not ranked, and we're 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 talking about how we're so underrated and how we're going to climb up in the yeah. rankings and it's nice to see it and um yeah this year we're starting up top and really you know hopefully we, i mean yeah we'll see if we can stay up there hey and you always talk about how you like that when we're you know let's say unranked mm-hmm. or ranked in in the 20s and then we you know climb our way up into the teens and that sort of thing that's kind of a normal narrative for wisconsin football and that's that's where we're comfortable i feel right. like at least for me as a fan that's where i'm comfortable being right. i know how that story plays out uh, I don't know how this story plays out. It's it's uncharted territory, at least as far you know. Again, like I said, two thousand, we had you know expectations, but I wasn't really, I, I guess, the fan then that I am now. I, I at least didn't have a podcast then, <laughs> so uh, it's uncharted territory. I'm just excited to see how it plays out, and I'm gonna try to. I don't want to say tamper my excitement because that's not. Th- I'm gonna try to not be so nervous. I guess is what I'm gonna right. say. Try. Enjoy yeah. the ride and not be so nervous. Yeah, and I think for me personally, as a fan with these expectations, I think it's gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna be more nervous during these first three like non-conference games. That mm. it's like because we're. I feel like because the attention's there, not yeah. only do they need to win, but they need to win well, right? And that's gonna that's gonna bother me the whole time <laughs> if they don't. <laughs> yeah, like if there's like a bad come on, drive. we're only up twenty. Let's yeah, go exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we'll get into the schedule in a little bit more in a bit. I want to go through that in more in depth, but I want to talk about a little bit more of the hype. I mentioned the SI cover. Uh, we have four preseason All-Americans, uh, Jonathan Taylor running back, uh, both guards, uh, Michael Dieter and Bo Binchowell. Is that how you say it, Marlo? I'll go with it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Bo. Apologize. Yeah, Bo call- yeah just... Get out of this if you're it wrong. Yeah, first time I've I've said it out loud. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and linebacker TG Edwards. So those are our, our four All Americans, which is the most of any team in the country. Uh the even uh the great teams, Alabama Clemson, they only had two. So we have four. That's part of the hype. Other part of the hype, uh Heisman hype with Jonathan Taylor. Uh he is now uh I saw nine to one to win the Heisman, which is the third best odds behind uh Bryce Love and Tua uh boy, another name. Tungala Vola uh, of Alabama, um, so yeah, it's we're it's all over the place. The hype, the expectations, uh, a lot of recognition in the preseason rankings, preseason All American Heisman. It's it's new. it's everywhere. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's everywhere. The Heisman, 
the Heisman, uh, like the preseason Heisman hype, I think was yep. the last time it was with Monte Ball. I think the last time we got into preseason Heisman yeah. hype. Well, he just scored um, touchdowns. Yeah, dude, dude <laughs> just scored touchdowns. This is what he did. Uh, yeah, so, and then Jonathan, you know, Jonathan, I mean, he came on last year and was like, where did this kid come from? Yeah. Uh, so hopefully he can keep that up. If he does, I mean, he does. I mean, if he keeps, if he puts up numbers like he did last year, and since people know him now, um, yeah, he can definitely, you know, we could see him in New York. Well, that's the thing. I think he's gonna he's gonna put up the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. It, it seems like the way that this offense wants to play, uh, and the line he's gonna be running behind, and the based on what he did last year, it seems like the stats are gonna be there. I think the question is whether or not. Uh, people will recognize that performance against, you know, we'll talk about this more later, but the quarterbacks that are out there and, uh, you know, Bryce Love, depending on how well he's doing uh, out there out there in Stanford. I think it'll be interesting to follow, but he's going to put up, I got to imagine he's going to put up huge stats and there's a good possibility that he'll be there uh, in New York. Woo, I'm getting excited already. <laughs> and we're just, we're just talking about the hype. Oops. So that's, yeah, that's all the preseason Preseason hype. Is there anything else that you wanted to put out there, as far as that goes? Uh, I think no. I think that's all. That's it for the hype. Okay. Hype, hype, so hype. preseason recognition is great. We have a game Friday. We have the rest of the schedule to go through. Um, Casey, how like what what how does the schedule look to you? Is there anything that like pops out? Yeah, I guess the the first thing I guess chronologically at least is the the non conference schedule. It's a little bit weaker than we've had in the past. There's no you know Bama, LSU. We've had those teams the last three years uh, uh with mixed results i'd say but at least it's yeah. a, a marquee opponent uh this year we're up against uh, western kentucky new mexico and byu so not the the caliber that we've seen the past couple years uh but still i think somewhat okay teams but as you kind of mentioned earlier teams we almost need to beat handily to earn our you know number four ranking or to kind of show that we're we're living up to the hype how like scheduling a non-conference a, a good non-conference yeah. team BYU messed it up by sucking because <laughs> I'm yeah. sure when we I'm sure when we actually we can go back and see when we actually scheduled it was probably like 15 years ago they were actually a good program yeah. and they were good and now you know kind of hurt us last year too so yeah that is what it is but that's how that's how college football works we have yep. you know a couple couple non-conference games that we should do very well you should do well. Yep. And then uh, looking on to the, the Big Ten schedule, it's honestly all of our almost all of our tough games are on the road, which is a little concerning. We go at Iowa, at Michigan, at Penn State, and at Northwestern, which always seems to to trip the Badgers up. Um, God, I hate that stadium. It's, I mean, maybe we'll be there. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> October 27th. We've been there before. Uh, brought them a victory last time. We did. Uh, that we were there. Uh, That's right. Yeah, it's it's a tough road schedule. Again, it should be the better team. The home games uh, are much more, I guess, favorable as far uh, as the likelihood of winning uh, with uh, Illinois, Rutgers, and um, I'm missing one here, Minnesota. Minnesota. Those should all be uh, pretty comfortable victories. And then uh, Nebraska, I think, is the big, the, the tough, quote-unquote, tough home game. Um, and... I don't know if you've seen uh, kind of the coverage of Nebraska or uh, Scott Frost. I gonna be honest, I'm getting a little nervous. I'm no, I'm so nervous that Scott once the once they announce him to be in the league, and we'll see. <laughs> you know, because I mean, I, I 
he's a good coach. He brought USC a national title. Mm-hmm. But for, in real, for real though, he made UFC <laughs> like uh, a good team. Yeah, that was a force to be reckoned with. And think of the resources he's going to be throwing at in Nebraska. Um, yeah, you know, just to see his reception just by announcing. So maybe it's not this season. Hope it's not this season. But I think, right? You know, I believe he'll turn that around, and that's really, really scary. Um, hopefully, it's more fun than scary, where they're a good team and we get to beat them still. <laughs> yeah, uh, in preference for that. But yeah, I'm definitely, definitely a little nervous for Scott Frost to come through. So we've kind of, I've had this conversation uh, with some other folks offline. How do you? So there's kind of a general sentiment like. Wisconsin fans should want Nebraska to be good. So we have yeah. that, you know, presumably rival we have to compete with on the West. So we don't have to keep having the same conversation of, you know, we don't play anybody in the West and then we get yep. the big Tampa championship and go from there. Yep. Um, I'm kind of the opinion. I just like winning and <laughs> rather than they're terrible <laughs> and we can just go to the big 10 championship every year. I would, I would rather that be the case than like, having real rivalries and tough battles. Let's just win the football games and go to the Big Ten Championship every year. I would err on that side. So here's you sound here's like what, you'd be on the other. I know, I'm not saying I'd be on the other. I will, I, I'm scared about it. It's kind of, look at look at Ohio State, Michigan, right? You have Harbaugh. Yeah. In Michigan, I feel like Michigan, it, Nebraska could be that perceived good team. Right? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yep. Where it's like, we'll still get credit for beating them, but we're still yeah. beating them, right? Yeah, because they had they just have that they they have that aura around them, and they win every every other game, you know, except Wisconsin. Yeah, then they lose Wisconsin, and then yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm I'm good right there. So I'm like happy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if they get to that, like yeah, let's say what Michigan has been the last I what did you say ten years now? Is it? Yeah, some yeah, at least five. Where Michigan's yeah. back every year. Yeah, they're back, yeah. and then if they just beat Ohio State this year, they're going to be back, and then they don't beat Ohio State. Okay, I'll take that. That's a nice middle road. I I like that. Make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> Become better, but not too good. <laughs> right. Still, still, still. Let us put up forty-two points on you every year. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be fantastic. It, but that speaking of which, that game, I think it comes at a pretty, pretty good time for that actual game. Obviously, like you're saying, it's the it's our what would be as a ticket holder the best home game. Yep. Um, for the Badgers. This is, this is their second Big Ten game. So if they make it past, we're presuming, uh, I don't want to get into it, but assuming the the season goes as perceived up until then, mm-hmm. that could be one of those magical uh, magical night drummings of Nebraska games. Oh. If if ESPN or whoever is going to have that game makes it makes it a night game. Those never turn yeah. out well for Nebraska. So yeah, we'll see. They have uh, Nebraska has Michigan before Wisconsin, so I guess we'll kind of get a, Ooh, a yeah. t- uh, two. It's two weeks before the twenty second, yeah. and then they play at Wisconsin on the sixth of October. Uh, so we'll get a little uh, idea of what Nebraska is going to be like uh, before they play the Badgers. So, but it could be a good setting up for a, a quite quite the spectacle. Like the spectacle. That's one I'm. That's one I'm going to circle on my calendar for sure. Yeah, circle that, and then. For me, for me, the other one is so the, the two games that I'm worried about that I have worries yeah. right would be yep. I'm I'm not worried about Nebraska. I'm kind of worried Iowa just because it's not there, but I'm really worried about Penn State. And it's later yeah. in the season; it's in it's in uh, November, early uh, mid November. Yep. So we'll see if Penn State is what uh, people think Penn State is uh, without Saquon, yeah, and their OC. So 
you know, there might be a little change, but as of right now, I that's that's the one at Happy Valley in November that got me kind of a eh, little worried. Yeah, I think uh, that would be number one worry at then at Michigan number two and then at Iowa number three as far as like where I think that this season could kind of slip up. Um, but that's definitely the I think when you look at the schedule, the toughest game. Yeah, so I you know hopefully uh, it goes well. I hope we win all the games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just so we didn't take a you know deep dive in schedule. I'm sure we'll go. We'll take it week by week. Um, really break down some X's and O's as the teams come along uh, down the schedule. Um, but after you, you look through the schedule, going into the teams, into yeah. the actual actual team, do you have some uh, some biggest some of your biggest questions as far as the team goes? Yeah, I think you know we're returning a lot of our our, our key players, a lot of our the key, at a lot of key positions. You know, we talked about Jonathan Taylor, Hornybrook's comeback quarterback. So uh, we're a I don't want to say a veteran team, but we have a lot of pieces coming back. But when I look at kind of the questions I have, uh, one that stands out to me is secondary. We're replacing three starters in secondary. Uh, we got Dakota Dixon, who is you know a returning senior. So uh, we at least have that kind of, I guess, let's say, leadership in the secondary and, and a good player nonetheless uh, there. But the other three positions are going to be younger players. And I think that's, you know, for a defense that relies on uh you know a more man-to-man pressure right uh pressure so that the linebackers and and line can get their pressure it's i don't know it's, that's my first worry is can those guys step up and and replace what we lost in the second i mean the defense is basically based on pressure in the quarterback um you know from the yep. from the line up and you, you, you can do that but obviously you can't do that every down um so it has to go it has to come back to the secondary and I think it's 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 a question because like you said we, we've lost a lot um, I do have faith that you know I'm not gonna pretend like I know all the <laughs> all the secondary players that were, haven't right. played yet but I do have my belief in my man Jimmy Leonard um, yeah. uh, that he that he can former get, he has slam dunk to, champion former former slam dunk champion <laughs> Jimmy Leonard <laughs> he could get this defense secondary um, you know too bad that he has the players to do that and put them in the right position um, to make plays, uh, so that you know, and and then it doesn't hurt that we actually play in the Big Ten, and they don't really throw all that much. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so that, that that does help. That does help the uh, receiving uh, defense metrics out there. Uh, the other, I guess the other spot is that I guess it's a more recent worry. I thought it was going to be a strength coming into the season, but. Uh, you know, wide receivers, we have some suspensions, uh, some legal issues going on, uh, taking out uh, Cephas for, it seems like, the year. I can't imagine a scenario in which he's he's coming back, you know, and he's got to, you know, whatever is going on there has to be has to be resolved outside of, uh, of this team, it, it seems like. And then Danny Davis is also out two games. But, uh, you know, we still have a... Uh, AJ Taylor, Kendrick Pryor. So it I, it was a strong position, a depth, a position of depth that I thought we had going into the season. Now I have a a few more questions about yeah. the wide receivers. Yeah, and we I think we we talked about that was our excitement point. I think we talked a little bit about it a few episodes ago that the, the wideouts were there. Yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Horn Dog was going to be flimming it around the field, and we were really excited about it. And then some stuff came down the the the, the pipe, and it's yeah. like oh crap. I hope it doesn't. You know, I think you're right. We're at least we're deep. 
at that position. Um, so, you know, and we'll get, we'll get Davis back, um, uh, at least. So, yeah. yeah, it's, 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 it's iffy right now. I think, you know, it should, it should play itself out. Um, it really sucks the way things have, have gone down, but, uh, you know, I think, again, I, I have faith in Chris on the offensive side because he has been, he has proven himself, uh, to be, you know, an uh, uh, offensive guru, so to speak. Yeah. And I, I guess the, you know, talking about Danny Davis, like missing him is the fact that he just had an amazing bowl game yeah. <laughs> outside of that. Yeah. I don't even remember him being on the team last year. I mean, he was on the team last year, but I don't remember <laughs> yeah, yeah. any yeah. significant performances. Um, so, right. you know, outside of that, it was AJ Taylor, it was Kendrick Pryor, who was, who were doing uh, a lot of the, the legwork as wide receivers. So again, it's, it's, I guess this is a good thing that that's a, a position like wide receiver um, where, I'm saying this is a question, but it's still pretty strong. We just kind of not as deep as as it could have been. So maybe yeah. it's a good situation that this is one of my two concerns of the team. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, to your point, like the off the offensive side just yeah. seems solid. Yeah, it seems solid, and I'm having a hard time saying that because I'm I'm I'm, I'm believing the hype in Hornybrook. Yep. To begin the season, because people keep telling me it's good and he's better. So. I mean, he has the receivers like we talk about doing. So I mean, yeah, I really, and, I really, really hope he is that surprise, and and uh, you know, the whole country is talking about Alex Hornibrook as a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's going to be: can he be the quarterback that he was in the Orange Bowl, right? And not be the quarterback that he was against Iowa last year. Like, right. it's <laughs> what quarterback is he going to be? Uh, and you know, it, it's funny we were talking about, uh, you know, why people have. I remember talking about why people have expectations for the Badgers to be better this year because like we're just really bringing everybody back. Well, in college football, that's a significant thing. It's not like NFL where you just bring everybody back or NBA you bring everybody back. It's like yeah, they're just all just a year older. Yeah, maybe not better, and that they can be better if it's you know a, a younger team. But like in college, that's a significant advantage to yeah. bring people back and to have people who have the experience that the Badgers will have. So. Uh, you know, we're doing that in a, lots of areas across the ball. It just seems like these two, uh, two specific areas are where we we have to rely on some younger, some newer players. So, Marlo, yep. So we had we talked about the schedule. We talked about uh, you know, what were kind of our questions for the team. We talked about the hype, hype, hype. What does a successful season look like for you this year? Oh man, yeah, this is a tough one. So I think. So my baseline has always been for Wisconsin football, right? Win the games you're supposed to, win one or two of the one, win one or two of the ones that you're not supposed to, right? All right, go to bowl and win that, right? So right. as we, yeah, but as we break down the schedule, you know, it's not, it's a pretty manageable schedule, and we have all this hype, 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 which I'm starting <laughs> to buy into. I hand up buying into hype. So uh, for me, right, like as we speak, and I keep scrolling down the schedule. Yeah, I need, I need. Well, first of all, I need, I need a Big Ten championship. Need, okay. I need to win that Big Ten championship because we've been too close the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And with this team and the hype, we need to get, we need that Big Ten championship. So I believe sexual season is a Big Ten championship, which I would assume, mm-hmm. unless something goes. Well, I guess we can go horribly wrong, and we can win and not make the playoffs. But I'm assuming. Big championship equals playoff. So, yeah. playoff. Playoff is a successful season. Okay. I mean, I 
I think I'm there. I, I think this is the first year that the a reasonable answer could be win a national championship. Ooh, that's I think so that's, lofty. I mean, that's I, you're just in obviously. Yeah, no, obviously that's that's uh, best case, best case, obviously best case scenario. And you kind of say that you think that like maybe this year is the year every year, but I think this is the first year, at least in recent memory, that I could say that and be somewhat realistic. Um, again, lofty. So yeah. I, I'm with you. I think uh, at a minimum we need to get to the Big One Championship with a maybe with a loss. I would prefer, obviously, to be undefeated. But I think a successful season would be winning the Big Ten Championship. And I would think, and we'll talk about this, I, I think, a little bit more later when we talk about the NCAA preview in general, um, getting to the playoffs would be a successful season. And that would be, I mean, I don't know how to explain the emotions. <laughs> I would feel <laughs> Would you go? Would you go? To the playoff? Yeah. Depends on who we're playing. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be so crazy. Uh, I mean, it's it's again. I I keep equating it back to that uh, to the basketball team that went to back to back final fours. But like to sit here before season and go like I expect to get to the final four in college basketball was a bizarre situation to be in as a Badger yeah. fan. Oh. And now I'm sitting here going, I'm thinking like would i go to a champ uh playoff game if we were in the playoffs like that has never crossed my mind preseason before yeah uh but here we are so hype hype, hype. hype. that is a successful we're, season and we're pushing that train right along now let's to put some uh slow down the train and put some brakes on it let's say what would a what would a disappointing season a realistic uh disappointing season let's take out kind of like the disastrous catastrophes you know of everybody tearing their acls in yeah. game one you yeah. know outside of those things what is a realistic disappointing season that you see dude i think i feel like if we have two or more losses that's mm -hmm. disappointing you know it's like one of those things i could like two might have it but that'd be disappointing like two losses would be disappointing yeah um you know for this season and that again, it sounds kind of crazy, kind of mouth talking about a Wisconsin yeah. football team, but yeah, I just that would be that's expect that's the expectation this year. So I think yeah, two losses. Yeah, I think a minor disappointment would be getting to the Big Ten championship and losing again. Yeah, oh god, that'd be. Disappointing. I mean, I it's I think that's it would be disappointing, but the fact that I'm saying that would be disappointing shows you what a great time it is to be a Wisconsin football fan. <laughs> yeah. That would I mean it's like that's like I guess what Ohio State's default setting is, right? Like every year we just expect to win the Big 10 championship and if we don't it's a disappointment. Yeah. But that's where Wisconsin is, at least on our you know our our side of the conference. Um but I I think a true disappointing season would be not making the Big 10 champion chip game. I don't That'd be bad. foresee how that could happen. The way that things are stacked up and it would have to be I just think it would have to be Nebraska just blowing the doors All off of, of it, which I house, yeah, yeah. Be, but I don't, I don't necessarily see that happening. So I think it's you know a disappointing season would be losing the Big Ten championship game, which has kind of been like our best seasons the last however long. So uh, what a time, uh, what a time to be on. So again, I wanted to just pour a little, pour a little cold water on the the hype train there <laughs> and uh, say what you know. I guess maybe the 
the negative side of me is thinking and uh, maybe put up some guards on, on the hype train. Wow. Really cold water there with losing in the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. Not, like, there's not, there's not that long ago where we'd be like, Big Ten Championship, I'll sign up all day yeah. just to get there. <laughs> we'd be saying, are you going to the Big Ten Championship game if we go? Yeah. You know, we might not make the conversation we're having. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, hopefully we we can keep it on moving. I think that's uh that's it for our preview, Marlo. That's the Badgers preview see uh, of the season. Yeah, Badger preview season game Friday. I'll be there. In case nice. You won't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for night game. Excited for tailgating. Excited for all that. Just get right back at it. Um, yeah, it's yeah, nice be a little, little weird on a Friday. A little mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. A little weird. You know the best part about but, having the game on Friday? Yeah, having the, the game start on Friday. What's that? Is that Saturday, like, you got it all out. Like, you, you you watch your game. It's the first week of college football, and you can, like, enjoy other college football if you want. Yeah. Or you can just go do something because you've already gone. You're not going to. You're not going to not watch. Oh, yeah. I'm going to. I am. I'm talking about other people. Oh, other people. I, I'm going to sit and watch like, football. You know, carefree all Saturday. <laughs> not, you know, man. it's nice. You know, a- you know, apple picking or something. <laughs> Come on, man. Cut football season. <laughs> right. This is the uh, yeah. This is the this is the time of year where you literally all of a sudden it's eleven o'clock in the morning. Next thing yeah. you know, it's midnight, and you're still in that same spot on the couch. It's glorious. Yeah. Some big games this weekend, though. Um, Obviously, Wisconsin plays Friday night. Uh, Washington plays Auburn uh, Saturday. Yeah, that's a a two thirty game, and then the night game is uh, Michigan at Notre Dame. Miami, LSU, Virginia Tech, Florida State. What a week one lineup! What a week I'm one! So u- I'm so used to college football that it's. I think this has changed the past couple years. Uh, yeah. It used to be, you know, the first couple weeks was just, you know, you might Alabama, get one game. Yeah, Alabama yeah. playing. Uh, you know, Division two school and stuff, whatnot, you know, whatnot, us playing Ball State. You know, granted, we don't have the great non-conference schedule, but there's some good games out there. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. yeah Thursday, and actually Thursday, uh, Northwestern's playing Purdue, and it actually is a conference game. So they're opening up with a conference game on Thursday night. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Nice. So you got that. I don't, I don't, know, how, I don't know how I feel about that. I would want to open Ooh. up again in a conference game. No, I wouldn't want to do that. But I think Northwestern Purdue's doing that this year, and I believe I forget. There's some other teams that are in the Big Ten that are doing that the year after. And I think okay. I read something that Barry thought about doing it, but I, I I'm not about that life. No, not at all. No, no, definitely. <laughs> I'm okay with the Western Kentuckys of the world to start. Or yeah, I'll you take know, a couple of Western Kentuckys in big non-conference games. That's what I want. Yeah, no, I enjoyed the Alabama and LSU at uh, neutral sites. That was fun. That was yeah. fun. We got uh, Notre Dame coming up, neutral sites, and I think it's 2020, 2021 is the next uh, at Lambeau and Soldier Field. So that's the next kind of early preseason, um, I guess, significant non-conference games. Not yeah. preseason, but early season. Early season non-conference games. games. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun. You going to go to that? <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Hypothetically, I'll be there. Okay. No, I was... Uh, I was talking to our friend Danny, uh, who is a Notre Dame fan, and I thought it was in Notre Dame. I would definitely go to Notre Dame. 
But I don't need to go to Soldier Field <laughs> to watch a college football game. It's not very exciting. I've been to Soldier Field. <laughs> Maybe I'd go okay. to Lambo. Sure, that's you know, that would be, means a little I, bit. Yeah, that I means wish, a little bit I, more to me. Yeah, Lambo's fun. It, I wish it was a home and home. It'd be yeah. cool to go to Notre Dame and then have Notre Dame at at Camp Randall. I would love to see Notre Dame fans in Madison. I think it, that'd be <laughs> that'd be fun. All right, enough reminiscing. Yeah. Put in a put a little bow on the on the Badgers preview. I'm sure it'll come up in a little bit um, as we go through, but. Want to take a uh, zoom out a little bit? Yeah. See what else is going on in the college football world that is kicking off. Well, I guess it already kicked off, but really, really kicking off this weekend. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about the uh, the Heisman race with Jonathan Taylor in it. Um, and then some of the other players that they're going to buy that are being talked about at this moment, you know, Bryce Love, uh, Will Greer, quarterback. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Greer? Yeah, Greer. Greer, quarterback of West Virginia. Um, you got Clear Tate in, down in Arizona, uh, quarterback of Arizona. Uh, what was the? Uh, I can't. I'm not gonna try. You pronounce it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I got scroll. Tungo, <laughs> Tungo. Oh my gosh, pause. <laughs> Tungo Veloa. Tungo Veloa. Oh my gosh, terrible. Oh, the Alabama quarterback. The Alabama quarterback, yeah. Man. That's like every Who may year. or may not be starting. Right. Then we don't know if he's starting yet. But you can he's got to be starting if he's like fourth favorite odds to win the Heisman. He's, he's, he's going to start. I mean, he has to. Yeah. Until he like does something wrong and then he's out. But anyway. Even so. <laughs> but anyway, so those, I mean, those are your early Heisman hopefuls. Yeah. Per whatever list you Google. Yep. Um, do you have a favorite? I mean, I think so. Two of the what is it? We we talked about Jonathan Taylor being the third favorite, um, mm-hmm. Bryce Love being the favorite. You know, this is like MVP in the NFL to me. Like it's a quarterback award. Yep. So if I was a betting man, which I'm, you know, too cheap to be actually, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would be. I'd be looking at. I'd be looking at the quarterbacks. I don't know that Khalil Tate, I don't think Arizona is going to be good enough. I don't know that Will Greer at uh, West Virginia, if they're going to be good enough. Looking at Haskins at Ohio State, I saw him at 11-1. I don't want to say it, but you know Ohio State is going to win football games. I think if I had to put some money down, I think that's where I would lead. Yeah, that's interesting. But I I, I feel like it used to be the... um... It used to be like the best quarterback on the best team. And that used yeah. to be like the Heisman standard. And it's kind of mm-hmm. fallen away from that. I don't know where it's changed. Maybe Johnny Menzel-ish era was just like, we're just going to get the best quarterback um, or, or flashiest yeah. quarterback. And, and, you know, we'll we'll get them. And that's why I was like Khalil Tate. I think that's why he's on the list. It's Ke- you know, Kellen Sumlin is down there now. Um, yeah. That plays well to his skill set. Everyone had a huge, huge just love Will Greer last year before he broke his finger because he, he mm-hmm. has a really pretty ball uh, that oh, he can yeah. throw around. Um, so that's kind of when you get it. And then, So I agree with you. He'll probably be a quarterback. And you, and then if it is Bryce Love, I, I mean, it's Stanford Stanford running back. They're going to run the ball. Yeah. Um, but there's always, always going to be someone that comes out of nowhere. Um, it probably will be a quarterback that comes out of nowhere, and I don't, I don't know who that is. I don't even have a name to throw out, but right. I feel like it might come off. It might the winner might come off a list that is not what we're talking about. 
Yeah. It, or, you know, sitting down there at like 45, 50 to 1 that we don't yeah. even really consider. <laughs> I Looking at this list, though, of names and looking at the the players, it just seems like a much more exciting list of of quarterbacks or I guess players in general is coming in this year that I'm excited to watch. Like I can't wait to watch Khalil Tate. I mean, Will Greer is going to throw that pretty ball all over the place. Yep. You know, he's got great hair too. That's, that's fun. Um, and like, I felt like going into last year, it was an award that like nobody really wanted to win. Yeah. And then like Baker won it because he was a good quarterback on a good team. And I put up good stats and stuff, but like it didn't feel like. It didn't feel like every other year. It didn't feel like. It felt like it felt like almost like last man standing, like last mm-hmm. one to screw up won the Heisman because it was like JT Barrett for a bit and then he screwed up and then it was, yeah. you know, Bryce Love for a bit and then he hurt his ankle and it was almost like last man standing. It's like I guess we'll give it to Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um, again, he, not that he's not deserving, but that's the way that the season felt. But I look at the names on this list and I look at the the quarterbacks that are on, that are on there. You know, Bryce Love's such an exciting running back. I get a root for, you know, Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin here too. To be in that conversation, I am really excited for this college football season. I mean, it's just been a while, and I'm just you know uh, uh, romanticizing these players, but like this is an exciting group of players, and I'm really excited for this college football season to watch the you know these players specifically. What if uh, Trace McSurley starts making a name for himself? Uh, I'll drive to freaking Penn State myself. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him on the list, and I was like, God, I, if he wins the Heisman, I'm going to throw up. God, it would be, be the worst. Um, oh, man. Is there a more unlikable the quarterback thing. right now? Trace McSurley wins the reward. More unlikable quarterback? Yeah. I mean, I don't know enough about Michigan's quarterback to determine how uh, unlikable. Yeah, yeah. He's new. I think his name's name Shea. That's not a good start. Shea and Trace, great hateable quarterback names um i can't think of one yeah no trace mcsurley is way up on my list way up there man oh boy all right um (laughs) (laughs) get all stressed out yeah 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 so from from individual to team um, i could threaten like i would drive to penn state like (laughs) (laughs) watch out trace mcsurley (laughs) i hope i hope nothing happens to mcsurley because yeah. <laughs> yeah. We might have sure. a podcast for a couple of weeks, but yeah, it's it, yeah, it's on it's on the internet, so yeah. um all right, but take it taking a look at all the taking a look at all the conferences, all the teams yeah. looking ahead to looking way ahead to uh who's gonna be in the playoffs. 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 Um so obviously there's four playoff slots, there's five power yeah. conferences. Yeah. Which conference is going to be left out this year? I think it's going to be like last year. I think two are going to be left out. Ooh. I think I think this year is the... There's a clear top three teams. Okay. Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson. Okay. And I think that's going to be three of the, of the four teams. So you're talking about what other conference gets a team in. It's not... Um, so then you're what you're between Pac-12, Big 12, and uh, the Big Ten. All right. Well, first of all, Pac-12 is going to be left out no matter what happens. <laughs> let's just put that. Let's just put that out. It, to answer the question, <laughs> answer the question. Pac-12. Pac-12. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. Um. Yeah. So. So who's going to get two in then? Did you already answer that? 
Yeah, so two in it's gonna be it's gonna be the SEC. Yeah, you think so? It, I think I Alabama think, and who? It's gonna be Alabama and Georgia, and they don't play each other in the regular season, so they'll only meet. So it'll either happen like it did last year, where Georgia wins the SEC, but Alabama lost to Auburn or something. It didn't get to the SEC championship, so they have one loss, and Georgia is undefeated. So you take a one loss Alabama team. Uh, or they meet in the championship game, and then you go, well, clearly these are the two best teams. They should both be in, uh, you know, two undefeated teams uh, from the SEC. So you're, well, you're painting a picture where if they meet in the championship game, they just both get to go? They both get to go. That sounds ridiculous. I That would be so infuriating. It, all you have to do is get... No. No way. It's what... It's infuriating. I think it's what's going to happen. Because you're no. going to sit there, and you're going to go, all right, so you have... George, let's say Alabama goes undefeated and Georgia loses. Well, either way, so let's say Georgia loses. You're, you have a one-loss Georgia against a one-loss Washington who won their conference. You're going to look at that, and the people in the room are going to decide <laughs> Georgia is a better team, and they're going to put them in because they're in the uh, SEC, and that's how it works. Uh, you're probably uh, no. I just I can't see them doing that. I as much as I I see your logic. I get what you're saying, but that just seems, I don't know, it just seems against what they, the whole reason we put this thing together. It is, but the, I mean, the people in the room. <laughs> yeah. Don't care why we you, put the it The people in the room doesn't care. We need to get I mean, Barry back in that room. Jesus Christ. I mean, the fact that Alabama was in it, again, we it goes back, you know, the past few years we've been arguing about this over whether you need to be a conference champion to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, when Ohio State won, it was like the counter argument to when Alabama did, and it was, you know, I don't know. But I just see the season going down. One of those teams is going to be undefeated. One of those teams is going to have one loss, and the loss is going to be to the other one. <laughs> and that's a pretty good <laughs> loss. And you're going to have, I don't think that anyone in the Big 12 is going to be as good as Oklahoma was last year. Maybe Oklahoma will be really good again, but I don't think they're going to be undefeated good. Mm. Um, and you look at the Big 10, I think. You know, maybe an undefeated Wisconsin, maybe an undefeated Ohio State. They're, but they're, I still think they're taking that fourth spot. And I don't know that Washington. I don't know. I guess it depends on how good Washington is. If Washington's undefeated, yeah. then then we might be talking about uh, Washington being in there and only one SEC team. But I think more likely Washington's going to have one loss, and you're going to be looking at Alabama or Georgia with one loss, and you have to choose between one of the SEC teams and Washington. And I think they're going to choose the SEC team. So we got two SECs, a Big 12, and Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. That's what you're taking. Okay, write it down. Well, an ACC, because Clemson is good. Oh, okay, Clemson. So two... Yes. two big so, so Big 12 Big and Pac-12. Big 12 and, and Pac-12. Right? Pac-12's out. Yeesh. All right, write it down. Write it down. Book it. In pencil, easily erasable pencil, <laughs> so that I can come back and change this later. <laughs> So you go to Clemson. Have you seen their uh, freshman quarterback, Trevor Lawrence? No. Oh my God! This guy has long, flowy hair, and he's going to start just because of his hair. Throw a good um, deep I ball. Yeah, throws a good deep ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's uh, yeah, and th- they're still trying to figure out who's going to start. It'll probably be him. Um, but I'd say Google a picture of him, or I'll tweet one out. All right. Um, so anyways. I don't know. Kelly Bryant's still there. He was okay. Yeah, 
I mean, he just wasn't Deshaun Watson, which isn't fair. Right. It's not a fair <laughs> comparison to make of, of a quarterback coming in. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be Kelly Bryant's team until it's, until it's not, until, if he struggles. Yeah. And then if he struggles, he struggles, right? And then he's clearly not the right choice. So yeah. Uh, well, in fact, there's then, even a conversation with a true freshman. You, it's, you know, yeah, he's not going to be, he's not I mean, going to be there for the whole season. Yeah. That's Alabama last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Okay. Tough, big problems on these, you know, top schools. <laughs> they two great of quarterbacks coming into their systems <laughs> to, to unseat their current really good quarterbacks. God, yeah. the problems. problems. The problems of the Clemsons and Alabamas of the world. Speaking of problems. Yeah. <laughs> so, problems. Um, so, yeah. So, it came down. Was that Thursday night? Thursday? It was, I don't know. It was on the later side of Thursday. Yeah. News came down, Urban Sanction came down that he get a three game suspension for his what was it? his lack of doing something? I don't know. Like maybe lack of oversight or something. I don't remember what yeah. the exact term was. Yeah. And so he gets three he gets three games, has a nice little press conference, reads off a piece of paper, um, yeah. and that's it. Um first reaction, I guess I wasn't that surprised of the actual sanctions. Uh yeah. just because it is a Urban Meyer in Ohio State. I think if it was someone else, that would have been gone. Um, but that's you know that's the world we live in right now. And Urban Meyer and Ohio. St- I mean, Ohio State needs Urban Meyer. Yeah, I. I guess from the decision that Ohio State made, I think it was a they found an acceptable middle ground where I didn't think one existed. <laughs> Like, I thought you either had to fire him or just say everything was fine. Uh, but they found a middle ground, and it seems like it's been relatively well-received by everyone. That, like, oh, this is a reasonable punishment. Um, looking at their schedule, you know, you think first three games, who cares? And the first two games, absolutely who cares? It's Oregon State and Rutgers. But that third game is going to be at TCU. So that's a real game. That he's going to miss. Uh, so there is some sort of punishment there. Um, and I, I guess I don't... I This whole time I struggled with I don't know if I would have wanted him fired. And I guess watching the news conference, and this is where I guess I'll split hairs or kind of uh, editorialize on the situation, is his performance at that press conference was as abysmal as when he lied to everybody at the Big Ten press press conference. So bad. He clearly has not learned anything. He clearly thinks that he is a victim in this situation when he is not. He is a responsible adult who should have made different decisions and has not learned that. He doesn't realize that other people outside of Urban Meyer are affected. And... To the extent that he realized other people are affected, he apologized to Buckeye Nation. Yep. And all of this talk of Buckeye Nation and how sorry they are to Buckeye Nation made me wanted to made me wanted to puke. Like, what? I it just it the loyalties and the sorrow and the remorse was all misplaced. And as much as the punishment I think was fine and, and what have you, the show and the the charade around it was it was 
lacking. It was severely lacking. And I don't think Urban Meyer learned anything. I don't think Ohio State learned anything. And I don't think that um, the real victim uh, got any sort of recognition. Sorry, I got a little soapboxy there. Yeah, but it just—it was so frustrating to watch. Yeah, no, I don't—I don't disagree. It was like he got up there, and it was like it, it was like a kid who had to go over to someone's house because they stole something, and like tell them they're sorry. Yeah, um, just like head down, I, re- not even a rehearsal line, like reading off a piece of paper, not really apologizing, like a sorry, I'm not sorry. Yeah, uh, you know, type sorry of that this happened to us. Right, exactly. Um, so yeah, it was. Yeah, like when I I finally saw I saw the conference later, like obviously saw all the news and everything, and I saw the actual video later, and it was like cringeworthy, like you said. Um, yeah, and then so, but I, what I do, I kind of disagree with you is that, that people seem that it, it's okay because mm. I have found, and it's because I have like Ohio State friends and 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 acquaintances in my life. <laughs> yeah, uh, that it seems to become like a we versus us type of thing buckeye nation uh Ugh. everyone's coming everyone's coming for us everyone's against us the media is against us no one wants us oh. to do anything um, which is just so entertaining and ridiculous at the same time yeah um so if you're a Ohio State fan out there thanks for listening but calm down yeah. <laughs> no one's going against you yeah it's not some sort of i mean if anything the fact that they're at Ohio State i feel like has been a benefit to the coach and to the ad and to the fans i would if this was i'm just i don't want to i don't i don't want to throw it if this was illinois Mm -hmm. you know a much less successful the coach is fired the ad is fired and we're just like we're going in a different direction and we're not apologizing to a lion eye nation you know that's not the conversation it's been when you are a top five program, you're right. You're under a different scope. You're under you're under different guidelines. But that's what you signed up for. You get to win football games. That's why you're under this this uh, maybe a little bit brighter light. But do the right thing, and then we don't have to flip and worry about it. So Ohio State fans, thanks for listening. I'm sure you're all gone now. <laughs> After the Badger preview yeah, yeah, and, the, just, and our soapbox. Uh, yeah, we got on our soapbox and complained <laughs> about Ohio State. I think. I'm sure all of those fans are I think still we'll here. convert a lot. We'll convert a lot of them. Hey, I said uh, I liked your quarterback to win the Heisman, so there you, there go. you go. All right. There you go. Yeah. You're welcome. Throwing a bone. Two, two, two sides <laughs> the, of every The game. two Ohio State fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all <boy>. right. Uh <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, we have, um, yeah, a little more, little more closer to home, a, a retirement to announce. Yeah. Or an almost a retirement. Ha- a happy trails, I guess. Happy so trails. Speak. Yeah, happy trails. Uh, Michael Lecheron, who is the band director for the University of Wisconsin Band, is calling it quits after, uh, after this year, so the 2018-2019 academic year, which will be his 50th year wow. at the university. Um, is going to be calling it quits, and he's going to be stepping down, and just want to get, just want to give a happy trails, and you know, thanks for all the, thanks for all the times. Yeah, my uh, my parents often talk about how you know during the, I guess the doldrums of the Wisconsin program, uh, football program, how they would go to uh, Wisconsin football games to watch the band at halftime. That was the better show 
than the football that was being presented to the fans at Camp Randall uh, for a couple of years, though. And obviously that's that's flipped, but it's still been uh, an enjoyable part of the football experience at Wisconsin, um, you know, I specifically saying for fifth quarters after victories, it was one of my favorite things while I was at school. And I think, you know, the, the band director here had, a, had a lot to do with that. So I, I guess I thank him for his, if he's, as he's listening, I'm sure he's listening uh, to our podcast. Uh, you know, thank you for, for all that you've done and uh, best of best of luck in your retirement. Yeah. 50 years. He's the second longest figure at Camp Randall behind Bucky the Badger. Well, that's pretty crazy. 50 years, man. All right. Bucky, behind Bucky, <laughs> Bucky the Badger. So really, like so years. really, yeah, he's he's an immortal badger. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how he's able to pull it off, but, you know, congratulations yeah. to Bucky. You survived another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of, I'm sure there'll be a lot of fa- farewell things for him this season at the stadium. So we'll wait to do our tribute. Uh, Later in the year. All right, he did mine. Oh well, there you go. I'll just we'll, I'll repeat we'll it again a, next time. We'll, yeah, you'll do it, and we'll do just a music. cut we'll, cut it and put put it in the one when. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll run some music. We'll run some music behind it. It'll be fun. <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> All right. Before we signed off here, a lot of people may or may not know there was some flooding in the Dane County Madison area uh, this past week. <clears throat> that did it, it did affect a lot of people. There's a lot of people that uh, you know lost a lot of stuff. There was a couple of lives that were that were taken. So very sad. Um, in that regard, um, but I was paid uh, paid witness to it. My uh, mother in law's my mother in law house got flooded. Her my mo- uh, my wife's grandmother's house got flooded, and, and a couple of other family members. And I had been up here in the community uh, and just watching everyone come together and really help out each other. So I just wanted to give a, a shout out uh, to everyone that has been so helpful in in, in the cleanup process and really coming together and being good neighbors up in the uh, Dane County area. All right. And so that's, that would be it for me again. Thanks to everybody. Uh, Casey, do you have any last words for him? Uh, no, I think, I think that will do it for our show. And as always, until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the games. <laughs>